Hail and well met and welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Bryn and here with me is Alyssa and Jenna. And then we have Jenna and my dad here, Mr. Smith, and Mr. Hardian, and they're going to be answering some questions that we have for them. About dating. Yeah, I'm about so dating. excited to do this. Yeah. Yes. So a bunch of you guys sent in some questions via Instagram. Bryn, what's the first question? Yeah. So what qualities do Christian guys most value or look for in a girl, or what should they? The first thing I want to see um, is a contrite heart, a humble heart, a teachable spirit. Plain and simple. Those are the most important qualities um, that I want to see in a person. Of course, I want to see a good work ethic. Uh, I want to see a love of Christ. But um, if they're teachable, if they're contrite and humble, um, that goes a long way uh, to where we all need to get, right? And so um, growth, spiritual growth, okay, all that good stuff. Um, You're not going to get there if you're proud and arrogant and resistant and if you got all the answers, right? By that, do you mean just like they kind of listen to everything you say? Or does that kind of mean, or are you kind of meaning like they're willing to be taught? They're willing to be okay. taught. The teachable spirit is so important. And, you know, hey, I, I'm okay with uh, discussions on theology, and, and but there's certain non-negotiables, right? Um, if if There's some, no three ways to get to heaven. Right, right. So, okay, we'll use that example. If if they believe that there's multiple ways to heaven, and I'm arguing with them, nope, here's what Scripture says, but they're using reason and, and, and logic outside of Bible and refuse to acknowledge what the Holy Word says, then then we've got a problem, a big problem. They're not teachable. So That's a really good one. I wouldn't have thought of that myself. Definitely, yeah. Because not all of us are going to agree on theology, right? So anyway, Rich, you got something to say. It's a very good question. It's a question that could really go either for the, the guy or the girl. That's right. And, and I think that to say that there is a list would be inaccurate. So each person will have their own individual list. Uh, because different things will be important or more important to that individual. So you have to ask yourself what's important to you. That said, the primary, the number one or the non-negotiable, is that because it was asked about looking for in a woman, it would be that she is a believer in Christ and that it is evident in her life. Absolutely. I would say that would be the same thing for a woman looking for a guy, that he is a believer in Christ and that it is evident in their life. Definitely. From there, most, if not everything else, is really something that you can grow in sanctification in um, or that maybe it's not important to you or it is important to you. So you have to be equally yoked. And then from there, you look for the things that are most important. Yeah, definitely. I know for like me, besides being a Christian, which is definitely the number one being of the same faith as me, I think definitely if he's like a gentleman or not, like if he's willing to open the door for you and to do those things for you. Where he's showing you that he will protect you and provide for you. Which is biblical. I would say. (laughs) What? I would say that's one of the fruits of Uh, the spiders. Yeah. So here, uh, to be super, super serious, you only have this side of marriage to figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you haven't asked yourself the right, and I'm at, speaking to the person that asked this question, if you haven't asked yourself what it is it that you truly want in your mate, the person that you're going to live with forever, right? Um, 
you're not going to be able to change the decision after marriage. Yeah, definitely. You've got to figure it out on this side of marriage. And so you've got to make a list of what it is. I just want to clarify, too, um, I agree with everything Rich was saying earlier, too, is, uh, look, um, the the humility, the, the contrite heart, the teachable spirit are all fruits of a Christian life. I didn't start with Christian life because I thought that was already a, yeah, a that, given. A yeah. given. Yeah. So, yeah. so those things have got to be evident. If they're not evident, then they're a, either a stagnant Christian or they're not telling you the truth. Yeah. Right. Pastor Wilson has um, this little lecture where he— he describes it, there's this lectern, right? Yeah. And every the, everyone on this lectern, those are the choices that you can make that are in God's will. And all of the choices outside of the lectern, like the space around it, those are the choices you can make that are outside of God's will. And I don't remember who said this. Um, I think it might have been Augustine. The quote that that's based off of is, love God and do as you please. So if you love God and if you're intentionally seeking him, you will want to do what is in line with God's will. So even though there may be so many choices that are in God's will, some could be not for you based on your priorities. Does that make sense? Amen. That does make sense because my fiance is a trainer and nutrition coach and he actually has a couple of chronic health issues that require a spouse to be health-minded and intentional in cultivating that in his life. Mm. So he wouldn't be able to date somebody that didn't care about going to the gym or didn't care about nutrition. That doesn't mean that that's like a, a Christian quality to have, but that was on his list of what he needed in a spouse. Definitely. Which, Amen. praise the Lord, I fit that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I go. love him. <laughs> a question sort of um, like that. And kind of like, I guess it kind of relates to it a little. Is is it bad to use relationships to figure out what needing a spouse aside, like what you need in a spouse beside biblical points? Like just like going on a couple dates, like with someone like, let's say there's this just this kid who you're like, okay, I kind of like him. I'm not entirely sure though if I want to date him or if I want to marry him. Is it bad to go on a date with him to figure out like bad as in sinful? Uh, I'm gonna rephrase that. I don't know if that's exactly what the question. It's, well, it's I, I do. I think you know. I do think that's what it means. Okay. Um, I I think that based off of what Alyssa just said, with you know, it's ne- not necessarily um, biblical that Ben needed a spouse that was nutrition minded. He just needed that in a spouse because of okay. his life. Yeah. So so is it wrong to go on a date with someone if you haven't figured out that this is where you want to go? Right or, or pursue the relationship. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I, I think or it would what, be wrong or, if you've already ruled it out. Look, I don't want to do this, and you're just doing it for fun or experience or what have you. Um, but it's not wrong to try to figure it out. See if anything sparks, any any anything resonates. If there's any, re- yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would say it'd be wrong if you knew they were not a believer and right. you still had feelings for them and wanted to go out with them. I would say that's wrong because now you are not walking in step with scripture. However, if you really don't know anything about them and both of you are interested into getting to know each other, I would say that's what a first date is for, right. to ask questions, to get to know each other, to see if it's something you want to continue. There's a program, I can't remember where it's on, it's Amazon Prime or maybe Netflix, but it's about a Jewish culture, Orthodox Jewish culture in Israel. 
and it shows kind of a family life. And um, they regularly have meetings where they do matchmaking and they come into a public whatever it's a like a hotel lobby or something like that sit down and just ask each other a bunch of questions oh, wow. then they go back and tell the matchmaker yes i'm interested in pursuing this or no i'm not interested in pursuing this very interesting and uh, <laughs> we have to watch this yes sit <laughs> or something like that i can't pronounce it right but that is fascinating it is so if I understand the question right, is it wrong to date someone who you're not sure is the right person? I think the question's asking sub-list. So you know how you were saying that we need to make a list of qualities that we need in a spouse. So obviously, you know, you need they need to be a Christian, they need to be contrite, they need to be this. But then the the next list would be something like, oh, I want someone who's book smart or street smart or um, has a tendency for this or likes that i think that's what the question's asking so is it wrong to date to find that good yeah so i would answer it this way um it depends on what your definition of dating is okay. because all of those things with what, what i'm hearing is you know i i like book reading and i want to know if this person reads books i like to eat french food or i i really like bowling or i like square dancing or whatever and i need to find out if this person really is into the same kinds of things that i'm into because yeah that's important traveling to me. things like that so uh, it depends on your definition of dating i think uh individually two people going out on their own is a bad idea okay. i think going out in groups is a great idea that's the time to discover all of those things that about makes sense. an individual so take all of those neat little things that you want to know about the person uh, and find out in the in that group setting. Okay, so what about um, like how Alyssa's fiance needed someone who was nutritionally minded and things mm -hmm. like that. So if someone needs, I don't know, wouldn't have been a deal breaker for him if he had to find someone else nutritionally minded? I mean, his health is that like just objectively important that if I was one of those people that wouldn't support him in that way, it would have been a deal breaker. That makes sense. So That's the benefit of being intentional in the dating process or in the search for a spouse. And in my mind, there's no reason to date unless you're looking for a spouse. So uh, that's how I'm thinking and phrasing most of my answers to the questions. That makes sense. I believe that there's a purpose in dating, using, if we're going to use that word, and that's to find a spouse. And then there's a God-honoring way to do it. Absolutely. I think that leads into the other question, which is, why is it bad to date without the intention of marriage? What's the point? I mean, we can answer it as simply as that. What's there you the have point? it. What's yeah. the point? There's no end, end game. There's no um, purpose to... It's, it's free-floating. Yeah, it's rudder, rudderless is what came to mind. Directionless, yes. yeah. Another question that someone asked, and this is actually something that I've wondered, and I kind of would like both the dad's opinions and Alyssa's and Jenna's opinion on this one. Can guys and girls just be friends? <laughs> I would say you can be casual friends. Can you be besties? No, absolutely not, because you are having strong emotional connections to that person when they're a very close friend. And I would even say that you, if you are in a relationship with a man and your best friend is a male, I would say that's very unhealthy and that could actually lead to an adulterous relationship because you should be finding your emotional connection only to your future spouse. 
your husband, your soon-to-be husband, should not have a girl best friend. I think that is extremely inappropriate. You should not have a guy best friend. Okay. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys agree or do you guys have any totally. other? Totally. Honestly, I think Alyssa summed it up really well in her first sentence. I think it was, <laughs> yeah. it was well said. There you go. Another thing I would like to mention, though, is I think that there's also a difference between being friends with guys in a group friendship and being just friend with that guy one-on-one. Well, that Absolutely. goes to what Alyssa said yeah. about besties, right? Mm-hmm. Game nights, you know, board game nights, whatever, um, with that person with in a group setting is not a problem. And that group setting is where you're trying to figure out if that person is somebody that mm-hmm. is, a, uh, is of an interest. That's what it's for. And going along with friends and relationships and stuff like that, how does one, well, in a relationship with someone, not spend all their time, I guess, with that one person, and they also involve their friends, not only in their relationship, how, but How they, do we balance it? Yes. How do you balance having a relationship and, and then having being with that person? And yes. and- I think we've all seen that where a girl and a guy get together, and the next thing you know, you never see them anymore. And although it's understandable, it's extremely unhealthy for not only their friendships, but it's also unhealthy for that potential relationship. And so uh, the question itself, I think, poses another issue, and that's why are those people always by themselves? And so if they're always by themselves, that to me is more of your about-to-be-slash-married people. So as in not in the the good kind as in married before you're married. Right. Right. And so I I would say if you see two people, a guy and a girl who have sort of disappeared and they're on their own and you never see them anymore and you never see them independently anymore, then that that's that's sort of a sign of an unhealthy relationship. Like them getting all their emotional support from their significant other. I would also point out that this goes back to your point earlier of being intentional. Intentionally gathering together with like-minded believers for a board game, for a dance night, for a meal, for whatever it is, be intentional. Gee, where were you guys 30 years ago? I tell you. Help me out. But anyway, so seriously, seriously, this is so important and so instructive um, and yes, you can have, uh, what do you call those, double dates. That, that's great. Yeah. Go yeah. out with another couple for Chinese or whatever. Go double bowling. Double dates are fun. You know? So, yeah, that's intentional. Wow. Yes. As iron sharpens iron, so man, one man Where was you? the oh, man, I the tell other. I think you had a great point about being couples being alone and family time and things like that of that nature because – Healthy dating relationships are supposed to cultivate maturity in individuals, and maturity comes from being able to better socialize, to better have group interactions. And so when that doesn't happen, when social skills get less and when people become rude in relationships, I think that's a huge red flag. And to that point, you just gave me another idea is during these intentional gatherings where where you're going to be out doing double dates and such, maybe inviting an older couple, mature couple, who might be able to, hey, what's the secret to your longevity and your happy marriage and your family? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, picking the brains, you know, that's intentional and maybe uh, could 
bless you. Yeah, it would, it would help grow y'all in your relationship. Yeah, as you were saying, maturity. So, yeah. all right. Now, what's the next question, Brian? All right. So this person just said age gaps. So I'm assuming she's meaning like in relationship, what is the age gap range? Well, I want to hear from you two first before I give you my opinion or hear from Rich. Okay. What do you think is too big of a gap? Well, my age gap with my fiance is five years. Um, I know like that shocked some people, but I mean, his parents, I think, are 10 years. Okay, his but what is too much? Years. What would be in your book too much? I mean, I, I think 20 years is too much for okay. me. Yeah, I definitely think like how old is the person? Like if we're just talking about like dating right now, like me who's 16, like I'm not going to date at 16, but if I were 16 and I was dating like a 20 year old or like that would be a little weird since I was 16 and even though if I were older it would not be as weird right. since I am that age it is That's weird right. so I think it definitely depends on how old you are when you're dating and when you get married I agree. so do you don't have a general rule of thumb not really because I, I also think with a lot of people it depends on maturity Sure. because there's a lot of people who are super mature for their age and who are marrying people who are older because they're more mature and that person is also more mature. There's also for the record, Alyssa, my wife and I are six years apart. Okay. So, okay, for that. You know, Perfect. I think it's fine. So <laughs> what about you, Rich? Well, I think the age difference matters or, or changes as you get older. So the younger you are, the age gap would just naturally be closer. And then as you get older, the age gap will tend to get larger because your the group that you socialize with becomes a greater age difference. Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't really have any hard fast rules for this particular person. Uh, just just remember if you're being intentional, you're going to be looking at your list and that list is going to contain things like um, perhaps hobbies or um, social type settings that do define ages, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if there's any per se wrong age gap, um, other, obviously, other than the legalities. Uh, uh, Bren, you're 16, you know, you, know, you can't, you know, uh, be involved with an older guy, period, legally. Um, so, no. But um, when it comes to, you know, older folks, you know, I do, my, my I guess, concerns would rise 15 to 20 years, you know, gap, because, you know, there's health concerns you're going to have to deal with. One person is going to be older, uh, dealing with more health issues as they get older, most likely. Um, and, you know, that's a greater burden on the younger person. And, and, and of course, there's an increased uh, chance that you're going to be alone earlier than most of your peers as well. You know, you're going to be widowed or widowed quicker or earlier in life than otherwise. That's but, a really good point to keep yeah, in mind. Just, just something to consider. Nothing wrong with it per se. But mm -hmm. yeah. I think it depends on personal preference and what you're willing to sacrifice later on. That's right. So the next question is, how to approach dating when in a single mom household? Is there more to that question? Is, are we talking about a single mom is dating or are we talking about the daughter with a single mom? I think it'd be the daughter, the daughter with a single mom. Okay. I mean, I think the, the same guidelines apply, right? Yep. Um, first of all, there's purpose behind dating. In other words, if you're going to step into that realm, it's the purpose is to get married. So there's no recreational dating. There's no trying people out, so to speak. Um, 
And so that's the first thing. The second thing is all of those encounters, those get-togethers are done in group settings uh, and until and you've decided to get married. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think there's a different set of rules because you have one parent versus two. But you know what? You would also hope that a uncle or a grandfather or an elder in the church could step into that role, maybe not perfectly, but in a way to offer guidance and protection and counsel. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be wonderful to have that kind of a person, you know, superseding, observing, you know, and giving counsel too. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's always good even in, in a relation to a normal, uh, you know, two-parent family to have a pastor or an elder involved giving counsel. Definitely. I would agree with that. Alyssa, do you have anything to say to that? I think you all summed it up perfectly. Awesome. Yeah, now you guys are doing premarital counseling, right, too? Yes, actually, our first session is on January 15th. So there you go. So this is a perfect example of of a, I'm, I'm assuming, a pastor at the church is doing An it? An elder. An elder at the church. So there you go. Perfect example. And so to end out with one last question, and this one is kind of important before you actually start dating because you kind of need a guy to date. Where do you find conservative Christian men? You want to take that one, Rich? Sure. Uh, in church. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you can find them anywhere, right? You can find them in the workplace. You can find them in, I mean, anywhere you go, because I believe that God puts his people in every spot in life, meaning from poor to wealthy, from uh, government officials to finance to doctors to janitors it doesn't matter god puts his people in all walks of life Amen. but to answer the question probably the best place if you're looking for uh, a good christian man and i'm dropping the term conservative i'm just going to say a good christian man you're assuming um, they're a good conservative i'm i'm <laughs> i'm assuming um i'm not a fan <laughs> i'm i'm assuming that the the political side of the question is probably if that's what's most relevant, then the question's being asked incorrectly. So I'm assuming what the question really is, where do I find a good Christian man? Because right, if right. you find a good Christian man, everything else follows. Absolutely. Well, that's what I meant. Okay. Exactly. So um, the, the, the best place is going to be in a good Christian church. Amen. So and so let's define maybe perhaps what a good Christian church is. <laughs> um, oh, dude, you're going to get us in so much trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know, you we can are self -evident, not self relevant. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you, go. you can <laughs> cut it out or not if yeah. you want to. A good Christian church is going to be a church that takes God's word and does not add to it. And it preaches it um in a manner so that people can hear it and it can uh, do what it's intended to do, which is to renew the mind so that it becomes a person. Be That's Amen. a really good definition. Can I add on to what Rich is saying? And I concur 100%. The church is where you should be able to find. Um, but other Christian circles may also have this gem uh, hidden under a rock somewhere. But, you know, what about Trail Life USA? There are probably some good Christian men coming up in Trail Life USA. How, um, how about Christian conferences? They're going to learn how to be a better uh, mature Christian and be, um, you know, a better man. Other places that you can find 
um, good Christian men may be um, uh, Christian other activities. There are game nights. There are dance nights. There are uh, basketball leagues. There are all kinds of these things that are happening. Alyssa, you're at a Christian college. Maybe a Christian college might have a couple. I mean, you're off the market, but you know, maybe maybe there's <laughs> yes, a couple I good am. guys. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a couple good guys in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I actually found my future spouse at church. She did. Hey, that's great. And so, just for those who don't know what Trail Life is, real quick, Trail Life is a faith-based troop organization. Um, it's like Boy Scouts, but it's faith-based. Right, so they haven't compromised to the world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Amen. And its sister organization is AHG, which is also American Heritage Girls. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. There's, there's some suggestions, and I'm sure uh, listeners might have other suggestions of where you can find these people. Um, is there a, a mail-in catalog we can get, you know, for Christians around the world, you know? Uh, <laughs> no. Names, okay. addresses, and Christian dating app. numbers. <laughs> joking. Christian, what, do you th- what do you think of Christian dating websites and that, that kind of stuff? Oh, goodness. Christian Mingle.com? Not very much. <laughs> you don't think much <laughs> no. of it, right? No, I don't think very much. No. No. Let me just say that I I love this particular person's question because it shows that they're thinking and that they're being intentional. I love the word intentional. And it's like, where can I find a good spouse? And so um, my answer was a church, and David rightfully talked about different uh, organizational settings or outings or groups that are Christian-based. Um, I think the point is that they are truly biblical, Christ-honoring places. You know, I bet you people can even find um, maybe a potential spouse if you're out in front of an abortion clinic praying for 40 days for life. There may be uh, another prayer warrior out there who's, you know, also got your concerns. So anyway, just some ideas. And at the end of the day, God does control our steps. Amen. And he will... He will bring a spouse into our lives if that is what is fit for us. So, which brings up one more point. Should we be praying for a godly spouse? I yes. think yes. You know, I've been praying, well, on and off. I can't say religiously every day. I haven't prayed, but I've prayed frequently for each one of my kids and their spouse in the future. And so um, I think you also, as a single person, should be praying for the right person. That's a great ad, David. There's a uh, country song. Um, Sometimes God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayer. Mm, That is very true. And so um, it, it goes to tell the story about a guy who was involved with this girl and he was praying that she'd be his wife. Didn't happen. He was praying, oh God, why didn't you answer my prayer? Well, he's now married to a wonderful woman and said, wow, God, you didn't answer that prayer. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. That is and beautiful. With, yeah. yeah. And I think that about wraps it up. And until next time, let us firmly rely upon the protection of divine providence. And as Dr. Seuss says, <laughs> sometimes the questions are complicated and the answer is simple. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you. This is self-evident. <laughs>